Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. And this week on the show, we're going to be doing one of our free form shows where I'm just going to invite people in co-hosts in and see who joins us and who doesn't. You never know who's going to show up when we do one of these shows. But uh, no set topic, no anything like that this week, just free-forming it. And before we do that, I want to remind you, if you have not yet, please check out WrestleNet Radio. It is 24-7, 365, an internet wrestling radio station episodes of the We Can't Wrestle podcast there. We have shows like The Slice of Time, where we talk about 25 years ago in professional wrestling, all the news and notes. Aaron has a show, The Year That Was. Right now, it's 1997 that he's discussing week to week, the year of 1997. Of course, Archie Mitchell, and if you smell what the arch is cooking, Maximum Gold with David Gold. And we are now proud to have the Tornado Tag podcast as part of the rotation in WrestleNet Radio as well. Keep listening. Many more things going on. And of course, episodes of Reliving the Extreme are available as well on WrestleNet Radio. So just want to say that, let you guys know that that is available. You can uh, download it from the apps, the Google App Store, the Play Store, whatever you want to call it, on Google. <laughs> your Google and get an app to listen to the station. 24 7 365 Pro Wrestling Talk. I'm going to try to get my first co-host in here. Um, It's probably going to be Aaron. That's probably what I'm guessing. But again, thank you for joining us once again here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Lots of stuff coming up. Don't forget, also, we will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana on October the 2nd of this year for the Heroes and Legends of Wrestling show. Very excited for that. My brother Aaron has now joined me here. On the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Going to try to get some other folks in here with us as well. Did you I let them know I'm free balling tonight? I, <laughs> I hear the crickets. Huh. Aaron's. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a 1994 WWF TV taping. That's yeah, crickets. crickets. <laughs> That's the most boring year, I think. At least in that company's history. In that company it is. 
the most boring year in WCW was nineteen ninety five when Hogan got like when Hogan finally started swinging his dick. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was bad. It was pretty bad. Well, and it was so fucking cheesy. All of it was so cheesy. <clears throat> when he when he goes into the dungeon of doom. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not even like it's not even like the dungeon of doom stuff. I was saying it's boring. It was just a boring promotion at that time. Stagnant. Yeah. It had like, uh, like I, I, like Hogan. Yeah, I can see that. You know, Savage. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, but some of those guys. The reason they weren't with Vince anymore is because Vince knew those guys are old and boring now. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, like. No disrespect to John Tenta, but nobody wanted to see John Tenta anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was what it was, and yeah, it was just it was bad. It's terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt your plugs. Oh no, I was I was done with that. Okay, that's over. Well, are we gonna get anybody else? I am working on that. All right. It may just wind up being me and Aaron. It doesn't. It, it, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I know Archie Mitchell was going to join us, but uh, he has some personal matters to take care of. He may. He may wind up joining if uh, if he can make it. We're going to talk for I don't know hour and a half, two hours here. Just do some bullshit talking about pro wrestling. And any other thing that might come up. You guys and, are going to hear uh, me cutting a pizza? You'll hear Aaron cutting a pizza. Yes. You might You might uh, hear me, you know, leave to go pee. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when we do one of these shows. But Second shifters, we, like me, eat dinner at 11. <laughs> that's the beauty of retail, ladies and gentlemen. Thing. And I have the retail, like my retail shit, my retail schedule is like a swing shift kind of schedule, open, close, open. I have no internal clock whatsoever. Like I try to sleep when I can, <laughs> but I always close. That sucks. It, 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 it closes eight o'clock though. I go in at 10, I leave eh. at eight. Eh, that's not bad. Huh? That's not bad. I wake up. You don't have to wait, wake up super early, and you're not at work super late. Yeah. I don't mind it. So what was something that you had that you wanted to talk? Because I, I actually am piggybacking off of you on this one, because I was going through, because I just moved, everybody. I'm going, you know, going through stuff that I haven't gone through in a while. And uh, I got into some old magazines, and I found the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500 from 2001. So we might play the PWI 500 game at some point. That's going to be on in a second. All right, Chad Austin. When worlds collide, people. (laughs) Reliving the extreme, joining together. Yes, joining forces. Chad Austin from ECW, our co-host for the Reliving the Extreme podcast, is going to be joining us here shortly. We may even have an appearance from the ever elusive Kyle Army, but you never can. You never do know if he's going to make a run in or not. Yes, I did send him an invite, 
So he has been invited. He has been thoroughly invited to join us this week. So what was what was on your agenda for this well, freeform uh, edition of the show? Um, well, it's I, uh, it was like last minute trying to think of stuff. Why don't we do your uh, PWI thing for a little bit? All right. So what it is is Aaron's done this before uh, on the show. He had an edition of the PWI 500 that he uh, – and essentially just had everybody else call out a number. And then uh, you read the bio of the cat that uh, that the people call the number out for. So let's see here. What do we got going on? All right. Chad is, Chad is currently holed up in a hotel – in an undisclosed location, fighting the police. <laughs> uh, he said, "What show is this?" <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. Now you get edit. So anyway, all right. So let's see. Aaron, give me a number. 22. 22. I wasn't expecting you to give me a number that high. Flipping through the pages here. Number 22, 2001, PWI 500. Dr. Wagner Jr. 59, 215, 15 years, or is it 15 years pro? Let's see. No. Yeah, 15 years pro. Mask Rudo is hated in his native Mexico, but is well-respected in Japan. Wrestles for EMLL, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and other promotions. Brother of Silver King and Grand Marcus. All three siblings have enjoyed singles and tag team success. Fared well in the annual Best of Super Junior Tournament hosted by New Japan. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a full Dr. Wagner Jr. match. I can say that I have not. (laughs) Like it's, is, one of those, it's one of those names you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you but, see the name? Um, Lucha is something that I can say that I'm a, a novice on, so I don't really know a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know the names, and I've seen the cats and all that stuff, but I don't, I don't know a lot about it. It's not something that was, like, just on in our region, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not West Coast people. There just wasn't Lucha Libre on TV5 in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. It would be it would be on Univision sometimes, but you'd never know when. <laughs> like, and sometimes it might be on 5 p.m. on Saturday. Sometimes it might be on uh, 3 a.m. on Thursday. You never knew when it was going to be on. Um, I've tried to watch a bit of it as, as my life has gone on and you know, look at things, and some of it's good. So it's it's like any other fucking thing. Chad Austin is here with us. Hey, right on, man. I'm walking to my car. I just wanted to click on the link. Okay, we're uh, it's so, we're just it's so hot that I got. I'm doing it from my car where I have air conditioning. <laughs> we have uh, Aaron's here with me. We're 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 already recording. We're already shooting shit. I've got a uh, I've and got a. And what are we doing? What are we talking about? Right now, I've got a copy of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500 from 2001. 
And uh, okay. I, was just, I was just having Aaron give me number, give me a random number, and then looking at who was at that number, reading their bio, you know, what was going on back then with the Pro okay. Wrestling Illustrated 500. Uh, Aaron, right, hang on a sec. If, if I lose you for one second, it's because I'm trying to figure out how to turn off my, my car stereo. How the sausages are made, people. <laughs> I thought maybe Foghat was going to start playing or something. A little slow ride. <laughs> All right, Aaron, give me another number. Uh, we'll go low. Um, All right. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll just do a little bit of air conditioning at a time. <laughs> then I can't figure out how to take the faceplate off my fucking stereo. So, because it so it won't kick on. No, we were we were prepared for you to be the soundtrack here. Well, you, it it would be terrible. <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't want you don't want to hear what I'm listening to. <laughs> Aaron, give me another number. Uh, 125. 125. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, PWI 500, 2001. Number 125, Billy Gunn. Who? Billy Gunn was 125 in 2001. Let's see. The Dudley Boys severely injured his shoulder by putting him through a table last year. Missed more than six months of action before returning to WWF. Lost the use of his Mr. Ass moniker and failed <laughs> in pro wrestling. Uh, and failed to gain momentum with Billy G as his name. Decided the one was the one. Ate a meatball sandwich at WWF New York during WrestleMania X7. <laughs> that's, that's, in his, that's, that's in his fucking bio. That's in his bio. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> the name of the name of this episode is gonna be Billy Gunn eats a meatball sandwich. <laughs> Dude. That's that's incredulous. <laughs> that that means that's like creative has nothing for you. Yes. <laughs> Eat the fucking sandwich. <laughs> You're the one, Billy Gunn. Don't you give me a number, Chad? Um, three forty-eight. Three forty-eight. Number three forty-eight. Nathan Jones. Six ten, three thirty. Two years pro. I didn't know he was two years in in two thousand and one. He looked like he was a. He looks like he was six months in in two thousand three. <laughs> what the big the big white guy? Yeah, the big Australian. Let's see. This physical wonder wow. towers over everyone else in UPW. Boasts a finely chiseled physique to complement his sheer size. A member of the Ultimate Army. His finisher is the choke slam. He and fellow Ultimate Army member John Heidenreich signed WWF w- developmental deals 
So yeah, he's uh what UPW is that that's not the Roland Alexander one, is it? No. No. Uh Rick Bassman. Oh, Rick Bassman, okay. Yeah, like we're like Samoa Joe was there and John Cena and all those guys. I don't know why I thought the so the SoCal kids. Yeah. <laughs> so which one was Roland oh. Alexander? I can tell you. I can tell you that I don't know a whole lot about Nathan Jones, other than I think that he worked at Nathan's Hot Dog Stand. <laughs> his name was Jones, and he said, "All right, well, fuck it." <laughs> because I mean, clearly, didn't he go back to work at the Nathan's Hot Dog Stand like not too much longer than this? <laughs> well, yeah, he had to have. <laughs> Isn't he? Didn't they go to on a tour to Australia, and he just stayed? And just never came back. Yeah. They said he just freaked <laughs> out and just pulled a dance by me and just went home. Fuck it, mate. <laughs> well, if if he didn't know if he didn't know a definitive answer, you could always ask Bix. Because uh Bix seems to know everything about everybody. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 He he seems to like who the fuck does this much homework and research on People and their backstories and all their history and all. When I hear his stuff, I'm like, this guy's got too much time on his hands. Do you ever listen to Between the Sheets? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Like, you're right, though. He'll go into this, like, he'll he'll dig into, like, newspaper articles from, some, from like, a newspaper in Gas, Casper, Iowa or something. And I mean, it's, like, not like he's out, it's not like he's out getting girls or anything. I mean, look at him. <laughs> he's getting well, them dudes that are out and read about wrestling. I, I got. I got to be. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I took a whole different turn on him after I heard how Lasto and Cornette felt about him, because I never really thought about that. Thought about him that way, because I was like, "Well, this kid knows his shit." Mm-hmm. But they were like, "He just sits in his mom's basement and watches wrestling all fucking day." And and I, at first I was like, "Well, nothing wrong with that," but I'm like, "That's all he does." <laughs> pick up dirt on people, and his portly physique <laughs> tells us that it, that is oh, literally all he does. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to see a picture of him because I I wonder if the if what I'm imagining in, the, in my mind is what I'm going to see. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, you never seen the picture of him? No, I keep I keep picturing what I what I want Archie Mitchell to look like. <laughs> He might be joining us later on. He had a thing going on there, an emergency. Uh, all right, Aaron, give me a number. Um, do, a, do a few more of these. Let's go with 212. 212. That's kind of like 2001. That's kind of like, like, <laughs> like a meat and potatoes kind of number. Number 212 in the PWI 500 in 2001, Jamie Noble, spelled with a K here. Uh, Three years pro, 215, six foot, worked as Jamie-san in the Young Dragons, wore a mask to suppress his American heritage. Enhancing his knowledge of the Japanese style by teaming with Kaz Hayashi and Yang helped him his game considerably. Heartbroken when WCW released Leia Mayao. He was heartbroken. 
split from the Young Dragons and found another ostracized star, Evan Courageous, formerly of Three Count. Teamed with Courageous against Shane Helms and Shannon Moore, has competed primarily on the Florida indie circuit since the WWF takeover of WCW. Great wrestler. Yeah, good personality. Who is this? Jamie Noble. Oh, I love, I love, I love Jamie Nobly. <laughs> I've never called him anything but Jamie Nobly because it just, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Jamie Nobly. I mean, like, I, I, yeah. Go, go ahead, Chad. Well, he came through Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of times. He, he came around. He came around with the Joey Matthewses and the Christian Yorks. And the Mickey James is kind of, you know, kind of era, Shane Helms, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, before he was anybody, and everybody loved him. He, he's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if he had a problem or anything. Like, what his deal was. I have no idea. He, he was I, very, I liked him. He, it was very entertaining. Like, I really, I actually liked the stuff he did with Nydia in the WWF, you know. I'm Jamie Noble, baby. I love that stuff. Oh, the white trash? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fantastic, and and on top of it, you're you're also from Ohio. <laughs> we know guys like that. But don't get carried away. <laughs> and always great matches, and I think I mean, really, is he still with WWE as an agent? I think he's a. I think he's still a producer. Yeah, no, I no. think he is too. Because isn't he one of the clowns that run out? All the time when, you know, when yeah. they're doing shit. I think so. In un- 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 unneeded uh, suits. They're always in, you know, like, why, why are these guys wearing these, these suits? I don't understand. Well, you can't wear, like, one of the reasons why I never wanted to work for the WWE is because they had a dress code. I don't mm-hmm. want a dress code. <laughs> like, you know, do, do you think Matt Riddle wants to wear a suit? He barely, he doesn't even want to wear shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I like, I loved. Uh, I remember when I had when I owned my crab house and I was watching that Nidia and Jamie Noble stuff when they were doing the white trash thing, and yeah, it was, it was, it was very entertaining to me, in my opinion. They definitely took, you know, one of, and that's always one of Vince's picadillos is he's always got to have some kind of white trash or a, or a hillbilly or something like that. And that's one of the better iterations, I guess, in WWE history of that, that whole shtick is that, at least in my well, opinion. He always wanted one because that's where he grew up. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, Vince really grew up a hillbilly and now he's making fun of those people because he hated it. Well, Vince? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what what college did Vince go to? Didn't he go to like? Did he go to mil? He went to military school, didn't he? But I thought he went to like North Carolina or something too, or he may have spent some time like brief, briefly, short lived. I'm gonna in be. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be like Bix and Google it. Let me see. <laughs> what I was getting ready to do. <laughs> Fucking Bix. Uh, let me slobber on the microphone really quick. I I don't know how fucking. Chris Zellner puts up with that nonsense. Because <laughs> any time I listen to a show where they cover anything that I was on, he, they always say, "Friend of the show, Chad Austin." No, I'm a friend of the show. I, I love, <laughs> I, I love between the sheets. I just don't I like do too. Bix. Let's see here. 
I can't he, wait for Bix to hear this. If he even listens, I'm sure he listens. He attended. Now, yeah, he attended Fishburn, Fishburn Military School in Waynesboro, Virginia. Vince McMahon. In over in early in his early life, he also overcame dyslexia. <laughs> Vince? Yeah, apparently. Well, I well, mean, according to Wikipedia, came back. Aaron could have edited that for all I know, but I didn't, why would I edit the Vince McMahon had dix, dicks? Let's see, I can't speak. <laughs> dicks what? <laughs> well, in this case, it would be Vince Lexia. <laughs> he, he is kind of doing everything backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Like, like Miss Jess, she always gets on me about why I why I watch Monday Night Raw, which I hear possibly could be going to four hours. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> At least not not in my marriage. It's not happening. <laughs> I watched the, I watched the Hulu version. I haven't seen a three hour Raw since like 2015, but I can't imagine four hours of that show. Yeah, yeah. What what I do is uh, I'll stay up from eight to like nine thirty. And see what they're planning, mm-hmm. and then uh, if something grabs me, if, oh, they're gonna do like you know, because I was very interested in what AJ Styles and Matt Riddle, like last week, right? But I had to stay up for eleven o'clock for that. Because I mean, what, what, what would they do? Move to seven o'clock and go to still, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and, and, yeah, well, especially they're since they're right, especially since they're back in arenas now, and yeah, I mean, you get to. You can have a show that runs till midnight for what you're purporting is for families to come to come to. That's that's a risky proposition, <laughs> to say the least. So <laughs> they would have to bump it up an hour. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that's one thing that AEW is doing right is by having the YouTube shows because yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but don't we all? Didn't we all love the syndicated programs? Absolutely. Everyone, like random, you know, Power Hour, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why, why don't they just, why don't the events do a syndicated program? Because, I mean, nobody watches main event. And not mm-hmm. main event, but yeah, main event. And fucking for Christ's sake, I couldn't tell you the last time I seen 205 live. I don't even know no. if it was still a thing. I, 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 I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was still a thing until somebody brought it up the other day, and I went two hundred five live. I don't. I didn't even know the main event was still a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, just... I, I, I didn't know two hundred five was still alive. <laughs> and then the main event, the main event is is Jeff Hardy every single week, like losing to somebody. <laughs> what the fuck is if, going if on? If you're gonna bury him. If you're going to bury him, just let him go. Yeah. Aaron, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, you know, I don't watch a lot of the current stuff. I, like, I'll, if something, I read something, I'm like, oh, I might want to watch that. So I'll check it out or whatever. But Chad's right about AEW. They're doing it right. They do what Rampage is an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite's only two hours. And they they don't have a fucking pay per view every goddamn month. 
like WWE does. Weeks. So like, yeah, every, like they can they can build shit and put things on their like put things on their TV show and they, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I'll say that Tony Khan's doing right is kind of going back to the way it was so like when it really worked. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. I mean, I don't even know why Vince don't even do a fucking a YouTube show. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't even know where to find main event or, you know, as much as I would love to watch NXT UK, do you, do you know how many hoops I got to jump through to find it? <laughs> Especially I, I gotta, with the. I, I got to speak to my remote and go peacock. <laughs> And then somebody will hear me say it, like, and, you know, that they'll think I'm getting naked in the front door. And and then I got to find it and go to WWE, and they don't they don't label it like the old network did, to no. where you can just scroll down and see, you know what I mean, the territories. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to search it out. It's yeah, like, I I totally miss the way that the old network was set up. Like absolutely miss it. Like they 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 found a groove with that that actually appealed to I think people like us for as far as searching things out and watching things in chronological order and yeah the Peacock Network that shit yeah. somebody's got to figure they they want to set up the WWE part of it like they set up everything else you know <clears throat> yeah, there you go it ain't worse <laughs> no it's not I mean. I liked it better when I paid ten dollars a month <laughs> to go on the fire stick, right. you know. But but now I get it for free because it's part of my cable package. Because I have Xfinity, so it's part of my cable package. So I get it for free, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is. There's nothing in here I want to watch. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, even I, if there was, I wouldn't be able to fucking find it. <laughs> Because then, then you have to after you find the WWE <laughs> network, you have to go back up to the search bar and go back into the search mode, and then type in just say Mid South, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're hoping that it doesn't give you some some bullshit Netflix show. That's what I was about to say. Give you some sit or some uh, ser- serial sitcom from. Did you say Mid <laughs> of the South? You're like, no, I said Mid South. <laughs> 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 Why is this Reba show on? What is going on? Yeah, well, I, I also get Lifetime as part of my subscription to the oh, Peacock. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's do a couple more of these. Somebody give me a number. 329. 329. 329. Oh, good. An indie guy. Rick Diesel, D E E Z E L, six two two fifteen, thirteen years pro. Named director of the thirteen affiliates of the Allied Independent Wrestling Federation. Inspired hate, inspired hatred by making sure his cronies kept the major championships. Competes primarily in the Mid Atlantic area. Has held the AIWF heavyweight and tag team titles four times each. Anybody know anything about this cat? <laughs> Never heard of him. Just from what you told me. <laughs> he was the kingpin of the Allied Fuck yeah. promotion the, people. The the allied Hambone promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Aaron, you give me a number now. He got to an added addition to his fucking camper after he got that. <laughs> Aaron, give me a Aaron. Twenty bucks a month. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, as I say, give me a number because none of us know anything about this Rick Diesel dude. <laughs> Never heard of him. Um, one sixty. Ooh, that's gonna be somebody we know. Yeah. Two thousand one. I'm gonna say somebody like Brian Danielson. Dragon Kid. Well, I had half of it right. <laughs> Let's see. Protege of Ultimo Dragon hones his high flying skills with Lucha Libre Group Toramon. Aerial Innovator has been called the Rey Mysterio Jr. of the New Millennium. <laughs> I guess that didn't pan out. Yeah, Who was this? 2001. Who was this? this guy, right here. <laughs> Did this guy ever be? Did this guy ever become somebody else? And I just don't know who it is. No. Uh, Dragon Kid. Dragon Kid doesn't ring a bell. It's not. It wouldn't be Laredo, right? Laredo is a much younger guy, right? Yeah. So it wouldn't be him because he'd be he'd be in his forties by now. So. No, I I I don't even know who that is. I, I'd rather much more know about Rick Diesel. <laughs> He sounds more uh, interesting than the Dragon Kid. Let's see. Actually, it looks like he has pretty much, looking here on Wikipedia, it looks like he's pretty much stayed in Japan and wrestled for Dragon Gate and et cetera, et cetera. For oh, so basically nobody else would book pro. So, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> All right. How about... Um, <laughs> Want to do... What? How about 471? Oh, it's going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. I like the low numbers. Like and the low I, gu- numbers. I, I guarantee, I guarantee that ICW is going to be on his resume. <laughs> I, yeah, he has to be. Uh, Adam Jacobs. See, exactly. I don't even know who that is either. <laughs> he advanced to the final of the NWA Wildside Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament. Good Lost the. Uh, formed a new version of the American Males with Silky Boom Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. I mean, can, him are we going to do a Hambone Hall like, of Fame for this show? Him and Silky <laughs> Boom Boom were like, look, who's your favorite tag team? What was this guy's name? Uh, Adam Jacobs. Adam Jacobs saw Sil- Silky Boom Boom in the locker room. And he was like, hey, Silky Boom Boom, who's your favorite tag team ever? And Silky Boom Boom was like, American Males. And he was like, fuck yeah, that's mine too. We're best friends now. <laughs> I'm Hambone Silky Boo Boo. <laughs> was that his name? What was his name? What was his name? Adam Jacobs. Is, and then, well, let's see. Let's see the story continue here. Adam, Adam Jacobs. Adam Jacobs turned against Silky Boom Boom. Oh, Silky Boom Boom, <laughs> to join John Phoenix and Air Paris in suicidal tendencies. I remember Air Paris, but I don't know any of these other people. Yeah, I know. I remember Air Paris too. That 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 was a Burt group, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he was in. Uh, 
he was he went to WCW right before it died, and I think he was with AJ. He was. They was yep. there for a minute. And they were like Air Raid or whatever, and then WCW went out of business like two months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it because of Silky Boom Bottoms, whatever his name was? <laughs> <laughs> Silky Boom Box. <laughs> yeah. check, check out my Silky Boom Box. <laughs> like I could, I could only imagine if he was a heel. I don't know if he was a heel or not, but if you if he was a heel and just the signs, you would say uh, you know. In, in the crowd, silky boombox. <laughs> How many more do you want to do, guys? I want. I wish. I want to know what number silky boom boom is. <laughs> There's yeah, the alphabet wow. at the back of it. There's an alphabet at the back of it. Let's see if he's listed. Well, I, I, I think. I think in in 2001, I had a better chance of making the 500 than, than silky bottoms. <laughs> Silky bosoms. As a matter of fact, I think it's I think it will be called Sunny when she worked in ECW. Silky bosom. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Silky Boom Boom did not make the five hundred. What about Chad? I never made it. Uh, yeah, I. Was that? No, I got I got beat out by Donnie Allen one year. What the because fuck? Donnie Allen became friends with um Bill Abner. Because you know yeah, it's all work anyway. All right. Yeah, that's what I asked Chad. Did, did guys actually like look forward to that? Like looking to see where they were at on the list? Oh yeah, I I can I I I totally I totally think they they couldn't wait for that 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 issue to come out and see where they ranked. And I, I, I got them all cause I had a subscription, but I never made it because I never, I never like hung out. I mean, I know Bill after we were friends and that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, I, I kind of like trumped my idea to like, you know, Hey, put me in, put me in, you know, right. I figured if my, if my body of work, nobody <laughs> recognized it and silky bosoms made it. <laughs> Or, or whoever Rick Rick fucking Jacobs whatever his name was, he made it. I'm like, well, I I done more. That 2001 is pretty much when I came back mm-hmm. after like a couple of years of not working, and I started doing some of the best work that I ever did. But whatever, I, I don't harbor any ill feelings. I wasn't better than Silky Bottoms. <laughs> Silky <laughs> boombox. <laughs> oh God! All right, somebody give me. Let's, how many more you want to do? I'll keep going however long you want. You're running this show, man. You're the. All right. you're, uh, do five hundred. Do five hundred. We'll do three more. We have four more. We'll do four more. Right. Five hundred is Bill. Oh, no, that's not. I'm sorry. That's four ninety nine. Five hundred is Tommy Cairo. <laughs> No, no. Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks. Pepper Pepper Parks. Yes. Isn't that one of the Dork Orders guys? I don't think so. I remember the name. Yeah, Uh, isn't he the butcher? 
He's he's got oh no shit is he really? Because well okay so are you guys talk about it? The the thing here he's got this of course five hundred always has their picture in here and his picture he's got uh, he's got pigtails. Yeah, I remember his, that. He is he's his, the blade. Oh, all right. Claims to be the world's greatest heterosexual male cheerleader. Compete. Competed in the cruiserweight and tag team divisions of the Heartland Wrestling Association, aligned with the Jablonski brothers, oh, who right. provide muscle. Chet and Jet, right? Yeah. Chet and Jet. Chet, mm-hmm. Chet and Jablonski boys. Oh, my God. Yeah, my, my, my cousin who runs shows, he, he, always, he was telling me about Pepper Parks, and I'm like, I don't know who the guy is. And he's like, He's one of them guys from the Dark Order, and I'm like, well, none of them are any good. So, <laughs> and, and you're telling me it's 2001? Yeah, it's he is. Let's see, he's only one year pro because it's five eleven, 185 pounds, one year pro. So he's a rookie at that point. But yeah, shit, 20 years ago. I, I, I like his music much more than I like his work. Like he, he's in like a metal band. Like a thrash metal band, mm-hmm. kind of like a you know, almost kind of like I don't know how to play my instruments. I'm just gonna bam, 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 bam. <laughs> but but somehow it's gonna work. <laughs> yes, but I, I I thought that was better than yeah the the butcher thing. You know, I don't fucking know. I it it, it didn't do it for me. And the best thing he could have done was got injured, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's doing us all a favor because it all looks mm-hmm. stupid. The blade looks stupid. The bunny, for Christ's sake, what the fuck? Did she, what, what, did she get lost and walked to the ring by accident? <laughs> I mean, she looks like she has no idea what she's doing out there. Like, uh. Yeah, it, it's not good. Well, I learned something today because I didn't know that Pepper Parks was in AEW. The blade. <laughs> Well, he's not right now. He's injured. I guess he's injured because he's uh. Yeah, but it's AEW. Everybody gets a check. Yeah. <laughs> but you said in 2001, he was what, 5'11", 107 pounds? 185. Yeah, well, 2021, he's 5'11", 320 pounds. <laughs> and he's injury prone, and he looks like fucking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> He looks like a mess if somebody would, would, would have presented a mess to be presentable and put it all together and said, this is a, this is a mess, but this is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish all the best for him because from, from all accounts, from what I hear, he's a totally nice guy. But he might want to stick to his music career and his thrash metal death band stuff. Then being uh, being along being aligned with um the bunny and the fucking blade, whoever that fucking guy is. Well, let's be honest with all the people they're hiring right now, the <laughs> immense amount of hiring they're doing right now and contracts they're giving out. Guys like that are probably going to fall off anyway. Honestly, you think the low the yeah the low hanging fruit's going to fall off. <laughs> you know, because you you can only have so much talent like. You know, I mean, Lanny Poffo stayed home for three years and got paid by WCW because you can only feature so much talent. Well, <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I'll tell you what, my buddy, my buddy Jeff that works at AEW, 
he he told me that um that they're really none of them guys are none of them guys are under contract. Like there's only like forty people that are under contract. So everybody else is just night to night, right? So wow. yeah, like Jeff was like, besides the guys like Cody, the Bucks, all them guys. Mm-hmm. There's like forty like actual employees, like from AEW. Everybody else is basically night to night kind of thing, and we'll we'll throw you on dark or look what happened to that guy. Um, I don't know the guy that looks like Bruiser Brody, but nowhere near as talented. <laughs> they, they, what's his name? Commander Rado, whatever his name is. God, I don't even know if I ever seen him. Was he well, on Dynamite big- at all? Uh, I think he's exclusively on Dynamite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's the it's the YouTube primetime channel. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the same show as primetime was with Heenan and Gorilla, except they didn't have Heenan and Gorilla. It was all kind of like glorified squash matches. Mm, okay. You know, and he, he was a big part of that. He come out with a straight jacket on, and I thought like, wow, this guy's got a great thing going on. But he's just got to fucking learn one thing, and that's how to fucking work. <laughs> it's kind of important. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, Aaron, give me a number. Uh, 230. 230. That should be somebody interesting. 2001. 230 in 2001. John Cronus. Okay. Wow. I think, uh, let's see, I think he was an XP, let's see, he would have been XPW now at this point, I think. Former ECW Tag Champion and longtime partner Perry Saturn jumped to XPW in October 99. The enforcer of Rob Black's army deals with major threats but tries to squash minor ones. So uh, this brings me to a point, Chad, what did, I I actually, uh, we have the, the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame instead of Hall of Fame, and a couple of years ago, I inducted the entire promotion of XPW into the Hall of Shame. What's your? What was your opinion on XPW? I, that I haven't seen a lot of it. I have a bunch of commercial tapes, mm-hmm. but uh, did they have TV? Like regular TV? No, not that I ever knew of. I, I I saw most of the stuff that I saw was the the commercial tape stuff too. Okay, so basically it was all basically like what would be an ECW house show where they would just do all the big surprises and the big like spots and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, w- I wasn't a fan because I I just didn't get it. I just like half these guys were guys that that Paul got rid of for a reason. <laughs> Wasn't that like Vic Grimes kind of shit? Yeah, that- Vic Grimes and uh, um, New Jack. New Jack. That- Shane, Shane Douglas was there for a minute. Oh but- well, where isn't Shane Douglas? Doesn't he still work True. at Walmart or something? Target. Target. <laughs> Target. Yeah. Yeah. He has. But- to, I can't. I can't believe Shane has to request off like t- twice a month. Because he has to go do wrestling. <laughs> and, he's, and he's got to tell his, like, target boss. He needs the conventions off. <laughs> it's the holiday season. I know. 
We're running shows. I gotta go. I gotta be in fucking Hambone. <laughs> What's the best run of your career, Shane? Target. Yeah. <laughs> had benefits. That, that's the most consistent paycheck he's probably ever had. <laughs> Jesus. Like, at least he knew he can go to the mailbox every two weeks when he worked for Target. Because <laughs> that, that check that he got from Paul, Paul didn't even have enough money to put a stamp on the envelope. <laughs> direct deposit XPW XPW is terrible (laughs) like it was it it was like everybody it was just bad like I like even when I would watch the videos or whatever even then I was just like this is not good like they had like Pogo the Clown and fucking Supreme you guys remember Supreme yes I think so The short fat guy. It was, it was fucking trash. Didn't he have like Trailer Park Boy or t- White Trash uh, or something? Home, homeless Jimmy was a homeless yeah, Jimmy. Homeless Jimmy was there. I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> I bet there was uh, as well. <laughs> there was that Messiah guy that got in trouble with like drug dealers or something. Yeah, and they, got they, cut thumb thumb they cut his thumb <laughs> off. Well, that's always uh, good for your company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, even in the wrestling business, if you're seeking publicity, what you want to do is you want to get Meltzer to see your product. You want Meltzer to review it so everybody finds out who you are. But when the guy fucks over a drug dealer and they cut your thumb off, that's probably not the uh, publicity that you're looking for. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, dude, uh, were you in the Horseman? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. When he goes to the Legends of Handbone convention, he's gonna pretend like he was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. We'll do two more. Chad, give me a number. All right. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. 2001. I don't want to go too high, and I don't. Apparently, after Rick fucking boom booms, I don't want to go too low. How about how about three? 309. 309. Let's see here. 309 is? Loki. John Phoenix. Again. Is he, is, is related to Ray? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, well, he, is that his brother? He, he, he's the guy. I'm going to give you another, another go, Chad, because this is the guy that was with uh, Air Paris and Adam Jacobs after Adam Jacobs turned on Silky Boom Boom. <laughs> This, right, well, the, this story in wrestling that I never knew until today. What a, yeah. what, so a what a plot twist! Yeah, it's so intriguing. All right, well, I'll try to shake it up a little bit, and I'll go a little bit higher. Okay, because um, I'm trying to think 2001 because I really don't have a great grasp because that, that's pretty much like when John Cena was starting, right? Yeah, he started in 01 or 02. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, 176. So it's probably somebody we know. 176 is... Jesse Boom Boom. <laughs> Again? <laughs> he, he made the 500 twice? <laughs> Donovan Morgan. Uh, Let's see. 510, 225, five years pro. Lost the all-pro all pro wrestling universal title to Vic Capri. Oh, That's what? It. 
That's that probably the, uh, stifled his career. That's what you were thinking about when you thought about that Rotund Alexander. That's what you were thinking about. Oh, APW? The All-Pro, yeah. Uh, what, what, what was his name again? Vic Capri or something? Donovan Morgan is the guy we're oh, talking about. Donovan uh, Morgan. He beat Vic Capri, though. I think I think I can I can picture him in my head of what he looks like, but he was I in that. Remember. And he, he was, was in work. that. He was in that crew with like Mike Modest and. Yeah, it says here he teamed. He teams with Mike Modest, and it also says he received the Future Legend Award from the Cauliflower Alley Club. So they were a little off. <laughs> they were a little off that year in two thousand one. They they should have they should have de- deemed him the future Hambone Fable <laughs> uh, <laughs> Award winner because that that that's as close as he's getting to any sort of Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Donovan Morgan, good Donovan God. Morgan. Didn't he end up going to WCW? It doesn't say anything about that in his bio here. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. He could have been one of those guys that was there at the end, you know, that was like with Air Paris and AJ and Oh, he reminds me of Mike Modest was even there, wasn't he? Mike Modest is in WCW. Scott Steiner I remember Scott Steiner beat the fuck out of him on Nitro. Yeah, he, he reminds me of a of a Mark Jindrick, Sean O'Hare type. That's the picture I got in my head. Mm-hmm. Was he one of them guys, a big guy? Let's see. Well, no, it says he's 5'10", 225. Oh, so he stunk. I got you. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I would have thought as long if he was at least a big guy. I'd rather go back and go back and talk about Nathan Jones again. He's more <laughs> like a Sky Lolo. <laughs> Sky boom boom, sky boom boom. <laughs> he hits you with the silky skies, and it's over. <laughs> right, he's farting through silky boom booms. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, give me a number. Uh, well, I'm not gonna give you a number, but I'll give you a number. But I was just thinking about like. Silky Boom Boom probably works at the Target that Shane Douglas is a manager at. <laughs> Silky Boom Boom. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I Silky Boom doubt Boom, work, he works in the sporting goods department. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Shane looks at the bathroom checklist, you know, the on the door, and it says SBB, so he knows Silky Boom Boom did his job that night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Shane would go in there and use the hand sanitizer because he realized that Silky Boom Boom. <laughs> I can totally see that. And he probably he probably got the job because I, I don't know because he probably knew somebody there anyway. <laughs> It was uh, Donovan Morgan, actually. They all, oh, they all work at the Target together with Shane Douglas. I, 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 I'd much rather do a whole entire show about Silky, Silky Boom Booms, whatever his name is. Silky, <laughs> Silky Boom Booms. Sticky Boom Booms. Sushi Boom Booms? Snoochie Boom Booms. Snoochie, Snoochie Boochies? What? Snoochie Boochie Boom Booms? <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking baby talk over here. <laughs> I think even Jay Sully could have fun with that talking. <laughs> Sully boom booms. <laughs> That's his, new, that's, that's his new name, Sully Boom Booms. <laughs> and he's still here? He's in the ham bone. <laughs> yeah. He's immortalized. <laughs> Dude, if, if you could find a picture of fucking Silky Bottoms, whatever his name is, <laughs> and, and make him ham bone elite. Oh, I'll do it. Of course you will. We, we know you will. <laughs> it, it, it only took you a day and a half to find the Bob Roop and his All-American singlet to make him <laughs> hand bone elite. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it. Like, literally, if it, if it wasn't for the fact that pork, pork is ham. So I was like, well, who better than pork chop cash? <laughs> like, Nobody's a, nobody's a bigger ham bone than pork chop. <laughs> He's literally a ham bone. Yes, he is. <laughs> a bone in. It even comes with a bone. Uh, I you can't get any better than pork chop cash as far as being a ham bone. <laughs> My turn. Huh? My turn. Uh, well, Nate left for a minute. Left his post. I'm still trying to figure out how to take my fucking stereo off so I can turn the car on and have the air conditioning. <laughs> the front plate, the front plate of my stereo. I can't. I don't know how to get it off, but I turn the car on to get air conditioning, and the Bluetooth kicks in. So when you, when you hear me cut in, cut out, because I'm starting the car up, because I'm charging my phone, and I want to get air. Yeah. I'm going to see so, if I can find uh, a You're trying to find a picture of Silky Boom Boom? Yeah. I kind of figured you would. <laughs> In the meantime, Aaron, give me a number. We'll do one more, and then we'll... Well, I think it's Chad's turn. Oh, Chad. And then we'll uh, roll on to whatever Aaron had in his All right, arsenal. I don't have anything. You don't have anything, so we're just going to keep doing this? We heard whatever. Yeah, All we'll I just keep do is going on. We, we, we <laughs> All right, fucking hundred. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this for another hour. We'll call it a show. It sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, since we realize that the further down the line we get, we don't know anybody. <laughs> like besides besides sweaty bottom, whatever his fucking name was. <laughs> um, how about number ninety nine? Ninety-nine. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, found a picture of Silky Boom, <laughs> and I bet you, I bet you, it's every bit as what you imagine, <laughs> and more. Like, <laughs> is is it like Mister oh, Ulala? La? That's I'm that's exactly what my next word was going to be. <laughs> Maybe he should form a tag team with Mister Ulala Silky Bottoms. <laughs> Sweaty, sweaty they, can call, they can call a team Ula Boom Boom. <laughs> I, I like the name Sweaty Booty. <laughs> wow, Mr. Ula La and Silky Bottoms as a tag team. I can just imagine. <laughs> they, they, it's got to be a combined weight of 
We can't tell because they're too big to get on the scale. We can't find the scale big enough for them. Or they had to, they had to take them to like one of them horse farms. Were they going to pick them up <laughs> from the <Nice>. underneath? <laughs> and you see a picture to you guys. <laughs> and you see Silky's udders <laughs> like, hanging down from the, the harness that they, they put them up in. See, I'm looking at the picture here. That oh goodness! <laughs> I, I I bet you it's goodness. <laughs> Once I get back up into the room, I am definitely going to fucking look up Silky. There he is, Chad. Sweaty bottoms. Can you see him? I can see him, but I I, I can't see it clear. I, I need to see a full. I want an eight by ten. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, that's Silky Boom Boom there. <laughs> That is, <laughs> that's sweaty bottoms there. Sweaty bottoms. With the outfit, it looks like his name should be Velvet Boom Boom. All right, number 99. Look like the bland wizard. <laughs> God damn. That popped me. <laughs> that was five stars in the Tokyo Dome, Aaron. That was good. Chad said number 99. Number 99 is Al Snow. Oh, well, I mean, I guess nobody's going to have a bad word to say about Al, right? I actually, um, I, Al's a fantastic wrestler, and he was always like, when I, I actually, uh, well, where he's from in Lima, Ohio, I used to run a GameStop store there, and he would come in there at like 10 in the morning to shop. And because he knew it. <laughs> he he just he knew that if he came in the mall earlier in the morning, there wouldn't be a bunch of people there because this was during his time in WWF, and he was always super cool, like as a person, you know. To well, me, if, as he a did, customer. If, he, if he didn't put the the head backwards on his forehead and carried a mannequin in, in his hand, probably nobody would know who he was anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> he probably walks in there and is like, "What does everybody want?" Games. <laughs> Mario. What do I need? Games. <laughs> I know. I, I, I like Al. Uh, you know what? Do you know uh, I I saw a um a Florida TV show from like nineteen eighty. I don't know one, mm-hmm. and he was a job guy on there. No shit. Yeah, like because I I know he started in like the eighties. Yeah, well, okay. This is this is two thousand one, and this says he. Yeah, this says he's nineteen years pro. So yeah, that that adds up. Yeah, and he he was a jobber at the same time that um when Barry Horowitz was using the stick of um uh either Shane Hart or Barry Bret Hart. He wasn't. Was, he wasn't Bret Hart. Uh, okay, Bret Hart with two T's. Three, three T's. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I I when I saw that, I was like, well, as a matter of fact, I think he, you guys might know this. I think he worked for um the Bruisers company in WWA. He did back in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And, and I think looked, actually, he I think at that time, well, yeah, and I think he actually just went by Sarvin by his last name, by his real last name. Sardine. If I remember correctly. <laughs> Al Sardine. Is, is he related to Dan? Don? 
<laughs> the, the sardines. They they roll them out in the can. <laughs> no, spo- <laughs> no spoiler. No spoiler, but. <laughs> we don't trust these guys. They seem kind of fishy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. Jesus Christ. Well. Wow. Welcome to the welcome to the dad joke edition of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like I, I could just imagine them wheeling them out in a big can, and then their manager like, like does the whole attire unrolling it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sardine Brothers. They could, <laughs> they could have a totally different take on the casket match. Oh, it's a yeah, it's it's the um the sardine match. You, you got you got to, you got to get him out of the ring, put him in the fucking sardine can, and then you got to roll him back up with that little key thing. It's always, <laughs> like, and they have to I, at I some point. Like at some point, they have to be seconded by at least one of the bushwhackers. Or yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> or or some woman to give you a bad name, give you a bad name, you know, too. Because you know it's gotta run. It's gotta be something fish related. <laughs> Aaron, give me a number. <laughs> Sticky fish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've gone low. Let's try high. Let's go double digits. Who was 50? Ooh. Number 50. Hang on. Let me take a stab at this. All right. 2001. 2001. I'm going to go somewhere around... uh, I'm going to say somewhere around the CM Punk era. I would say maybe Cabana. I think 50 might be... A little high. Uh, yeah, for Paul. Or is that just me? I think I think fifty might be like Perry Saturn. Okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you're playing seven degrees of Perry Saturn, you're pretty damn close because number fifty is Eddie Guerrero. Wow, boy! I thought Eddie would have been higher, but he did. Well, no, I was gonna say he did get hurt, but he got hurt. Yeah, that was yeah, that was uh, two thousand. Um, well, actually, he is out, I think, at this point, by the time this is ranked anyway, because at the end, plans to return after dealing with personal problems. So, I don't know, didn't he have an accident or something in 2001 or some shit like that? No, that, I was, that was 99. He fucking rolled mm. his car. He was drunk and rolled his vehicle. Yeah, we used we used Eddie quite frequently when he was on his... Um, I'm back on the wagon tour Mm -hmm. and he was fine, but it didn't take long. Honestly, it didn't take long for him to get back into the, I'm on the road again, you know, and I'm going back to like the shit that I knew and blah, blah, blah. And he, he was always a perfect guy to deal with in the company that I worked for. I, I do remember one time we brought him in to work with one of our local talents who was kind of like one of our push guys. And after the match was over, he, Eddie come back to the locker room and he yells at the promoter, Mr. McDevitt, and he yells at him, 
don't ever book me against a piece of shit like this guy again. And everybody was like, he said it in front of the whole entire locker room. So you can imagine what the guy felt like that he was referring to. Like, what? <laughs> and, and we were looking at him like, he's one of our most pushed guys. But <laughs> he was just like, he can't fucking do shit. He can't listen. Because he was one of them guys that had to go over the whole entire match before you go out there kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And Eddie was just like, no, we're on an independent show. We'll call it in the ring, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, then I'll do this. Then I'll do that. And Eddie was like, okay. But, you know, Eddie was just like, fuck this, man. This guy stinks. But, I, yeah, I never had a bad word to say about Eddie. And when he came into ECW, he was always great to everybody. Because I remember when they brought him in. I was at one of the, one of the B shows. Like, one of the Friday night shows before the arena. Mm-hmm. That they, they brought him in because they were, he was going to do the, you know, the Saturday night at the arena. And then they started doing the tapings on Sunday. The $5. Get you in the arena on on Sunday for the tapings, and um, yeah, he was just like happy to be there. But that was when, like I said, when he was on the wagon, when he was when he was working the indies at that time. Um, did he? What do I want to say? Did he carry he? So he carried himself like one of the boys, and not like he was better than anybody else on the show. No, not at all, man. No, uh, he was one of the boys. Like, you can always tell by how some, like, one of the guys like that walk into a locker room mm-hmm. if they're one of the boys. Because, like, one of the first things that they, we ever learned when I was breaking in was you always go into the locker room, and if it's definitely if it's a new locker room, like people you don't know, right? you always introduce yourself to everybody there. And even if they know who you are, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I'm, I'm Eddie Guerrero. Nice to meet you. And then you, you, you know, you you uh, shake everybody's hand and that kind of stuff. And that's what Eddie did. Like I never, I I guess I was never around Eddie when he was not the right Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I've never heard anybody say even when even when he was, you know, I, I guess I'll just say it. Even when he was fucked up. I, I never heard. I've never heard anybody say he was a prick or anything like that. You know, it's just he was, uh, I guess, a little more unreliable or what have you when he was on the wagon or when he was off the wagon. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never heard of him. I, I never heard of him. I can now, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, was he known for, like, did he no-show stuff? No, no, no. That's what I was saying. Like, I just, I've never heard, even even with his, his issues, you know, you hear about guys with issues and how when they're, when they're, when they're fucked up or whatever, they're, they're more difficult to deal with or what have you. From everything I've ever heard, even when Eddie was, was, was succumbing to his demons, I guess you'd say, he was never a prick and never hard to deal with. I, I don't even know what Eddie's problem was. Was it alcohol or was it drugs? Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his deal was alcohol. Yeah. No, that's my deal. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eddie Eddie was 
Eddie's was was drugs or not drugs? Sorry, was alcohol. And I mean, I, I think he. I don't want to say yeah, he did, but like, <clears throat> I know he did steroids, but that's not what it's all about. His, his drug of choice was booze. I remember. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember. Um, uh, Eddie. Um, yeah, he didn't drink beer. I don't think. Like, I, I don't think I saw him drink beer. I think he had like a concoction, like in his, like a milk crate or something, like a milk jug mm-hmm. that he would drink out of. But as far as I know, because I, I wasn't, I didn't hang around a lot like that. But I never, I never hung out at the bars like after them shows. But yeah, he didn't seem like he was a drinker then. Because like I said, I think he was on the wagon. Right. Uh, Aaron, give me a number. Come on, give us somebody good. Uh, 2.12. I think you already did 2.12. Did I already do 2.12? Yes. Okay. Uh, you ought to play that in your Ohio lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 2.50. Halfway. The halfway point, 2001 PWI, 500... (laughs) There's somebody out there that has this... (laughs) Sorry. There's somebody out there that has this as the nickname for their dick. Otto Schwanz. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Isn't he in NXT UK? (laughs) Otto Schwanz? I don't think so. Oh, no, that's Walter. I'm sorry. Well, okay. So known as Bowdup while teaming with Jack Dup in ECW. The Dups had oh, bad you know habits. I wasn't around for any of the Dups. I'm I'm sorry I missed them. <laughs> because I, I would have loved to have been around for the Dups. Well, apparently this guy was a complete Schwanz anyway, so you probably didn't want to meet him. <laughs> Otto Schwanz. Otto Schwanz. My favorite Dup name was Stan. Stan Dup. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> Stand up. <coughs> what? Oh, what was this dub? Is this dub? This, this is bowed up. Is bowed up the one that took? Uh, um, it's what? Dixie Carter away from Lawler. Otto Schwantz is blah blah blah. <laughs> no. Lawler, when Stacy Carter left Lawler, she left him for one of the Dubs. And I think it might have oh, been yeah, that like, guy, like Jack Dub. She, she, she liked his Otto Schwanz. <laughs> well, that, that that's kind of the fucking price you pay when you like to see your girl get hammered by some other guy. <laughs> like I, I've always been trying to tell Jess, we need to entertain. Like maybe we should do some other kind of like get somebody else involved. And I'm thinking, like, one of her friends? <laughs> and she's thinking, like, one of my friends? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want to see Chris's auto swans. <laughs> you don't know, you know, cross the streams. Have you ever seen the Ghostbusters? Jesus. <clears throat> auto swans. <laughs> Are you looking that up, Aaron? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to take my faceplate off my fucking stereo so I can turn the air on and not get you on Bluetooth. <laughs> like, I have a feeling that nobody's going to be able to steal this goddamn stereo if they broke into my car. Because I, I can't get the thing out of here. I think I turned the power off. I don't fucking know. Because I need air conditioning in this bitch. I'm dying over here. My auto Schwanz is getting all sweaty boom boomed. <laughs> We're letting Aaron do his research here. Oh, no, guys. Keep reading. Keep talking. Keep talking. All right, well, now that we've covered out of Schwann's chat, give me a number. Um, let's go 114. 114. Rock and Rebel. <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's in line for a hand bone, hand bone nomination. <laughs> let's see, 114. Speedy Richards. No. Cash. Yeah, 2001. It's actually Kid Cash. Mm. Well, what can, what can you say bad about him, man? I really enjoyed yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, actually, ironically, one of my favorite matches to watch. It was it's bowed on... up. Sorry. What? It was bowed up. All right, so Otto Schwanz is the guy that took uh, Stacey Carter from Jerry Hall. Yes. That should have been in his bio. Good for him. <laughs> right? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what, what, was, that, was, that, was that the kitty cat girl? Stacey? Yeah. Oh, man, she was hot. Yeah. I, 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 got, a, I got an autograph picture with her. I, I get all my pictures signed to um, Jabronis because I, because I never I, that's, my, that's the name of the bar at my house, and I never want them to think that I'm going to like get their autographs to sell the picture, right? So I always get it personalized to something, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and everybody always tells me like, "Oh, that's that's awesome because you're not just coming here to get the thing signed so you can go ahead and sell it on eBay or something, right?" Yeah, I always get mine personalized too. <clears throat> so yeah, I got I got her picture. It's framed. It's in it's in my it's in my bedroom. I think I don't know if it's hung up, but because I don't have any <laughs> fucking room in my bedroom to hang anything yet. But yeah, I, I always thought she was fucking brutally hot, and clearly you know why she was with Lawler. The push. <laughs> well, that the fact the fact that yeah he he was taking care of her. Yeah. You know, she was what, in her 20s? Oh, yeah, easy, like early 20s. And he was in his late 50s? That's how Jerry rolled. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've come across, I mean, I'm not going to say any of them stories about Lawler was true, about the underage girls and all, but I came across a a lot of women that became women when I worked down there that were with Lawler when they were younger, I don't know how much younger cause they didn't tell me I didn't ask. I didn't want to know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like they were like, oh yeah, we, we follow you guys all around and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, go fuck a figure. How do you fucking follow us around? Did you guys get a school bus? Like, did your parents bring you? Because I don't, I don't think any of y'all are driving. <laughs> Not legal, anyway. What Heyman say to him on Raw? How you doing? How are the seesaws in Memphis, Jerry? Yeah, double entendre there. Yeah. Oh, dude, can you? I mean, you can just imagine that Paul Lee could have a field day. <laughs> you know. Paul even have a field day with Lawler when it comes to that nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, Paul Lee don't have a Paul Lee, he don't have a fucking uh, ironclad uh, uh, closet, you know, iron, you know, door. You know, you know, mm-hmm. there's enough fucking skeletons in that guy's closet, and there probably is legitimately skeletons. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'll I'll tell you, man. I'll, I'll never forget that time where him and fucking Jason, the ham bonus man alive, <laughs> when they got they got into a fight. Um, I think it was in Hamburg. <laughs> I, I swear to All God, I think it's Hamburg. Let's <laughs> just say full circle, baby. <laughs> I, I think it was, and um, it was basically the same time that Ian got fired. And Jason and Paul got into a fight, and the last thing that Jason was yelling to Paul was, I hope you had a good time blowing the Grand Wizard. (laughs) And and the locker room just kind of was like, what? (laughs) What? Like, I ain't never heard this story, nor do I want to fucking hear this story. Yeah, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, the whole locker room was like, oh, everybody just kept, like, going down and relacing their boots again. Like, ah. like I'm, not getting, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> we're, we're already in Hambone. Good. <laughs> so where are we at? Yeah, that might be the best ending yelling of an argument I've ever heard. <laughs> well, if that's it, that's it. I mean, if we we can go on and keep going. I, I mean, I don't have enough battery, but no, I'm not saying <laughs> the end of the show. I'm just saying, like, how, like, where do you come back from that? <laughs> like when somebody yells at it, yeah. Like, hope you had fun yeah. going the Grand Wizard. Like, what's Polly supposed to say? Like, uh, I'm, I'm trying. no matter how he responds, he admits that he did it. Well, yeah, Aaron. <laughs> even if he says, I didn't enjoy it. It's like, whoa, you did it. But then if he goes, yes, I did. It's like, whoa. So he I, mean, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you're a, you're a quick-witted fellow. And you can come up with a response. But if, if you're confronted by the, the sexiest handbone alive and, and he tells you that he hopes he hopes you have fun blowing the grand wizard. And I, I even think he said in the woods. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not making that up, but I, I'm not 100% sure that he said that. But I swear to God, I heard I, 
I, I hope you like blowing the ground wizard in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> One night, Polly just opened up to Jason about his past transgressions, and it came back to haunt him. Oh, well, it's clear. It's clear that they had a past relationship of some sort. <laughs> you know, a friendship of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, because they they probably all were sleeping with Maddie. <laughs> so, they probably all reconnected back at the hotel somewhere in New York. How do you like my anal? <laughs> Oh my god! This, I hope nobody hears me. <laughs> it's a good thing that I have no future plans on going back to work for anybody. <laughs> good God! I can't imagine walking into the locker room and was like, "What the fuck? How do you like my anal?" <laughs> you really said that? <laughs> so how was the Grand Wizard? <laughs> Was Ernie hung? I wish we could make that the name of this show. I know we can't. (laughs) We can't wrestle podcast number. What is this? 144. (laughs) We can't wrestle podcast number 144. How do you like my anal? (laughs) (laughs) How do you like my anal, comma? Let's do a few more and then we'll, we'll call it quits. Aaron, give me a number. Uh, 137. 137. 2001 PWI 500. Oh, yes. the Steven, Steven Richards. That's something we can talk about. What number was it? 137 Stephen Richards. Or Stevie Richards. It's Stephen Richards here because he's in the right to censor at this point. Which I actually like. Well, I actually I, like the right to censor. I know people dog um, on it. I, I can tell you one thing. He Stevie was not a big fan of mine. Like he didn't My like friend. me at all. For any reason or just because? Well, no, I mean, I guess he had a right to, but I thought it was, like, good for business. But, um, he had that cracked orbital bone thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember when he was wearing that face shield? Yeah. Well, we worked a couple of shows together, and... I took it upon myself. He's like, whatever you do, don't fucking hit me in the face or whatever. Like, fine. So, you know, I throw punches. I throw a lot of punches. But I don't hurt nobody. I'm kind of like Waller when it comes to punches. You know, Bobby Eaton throwing punches. Right. And he got so pissed at me because I kept throwing punches at his goddamn stupid plastic fucking shield that we were going home for the finish. And it was the super kick. And... Um, I, you know, you can, uh, you guys don't know, cause I guess you guys aren't in the ring, but you could tell when somebody's loading up and he like shot me into the corner and it was like, come out for the super kick. And I could already tell that this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I came out and the dude fucking just took my fucking head off. 
And then he then he goes like, get up, take another one. Oh, jeez, Is it because of the goddamn plastic face shield thing? And I got up. I took it. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, all I heard was him bitching in the locker room about not wanting to work with me anymore. And we had already worked like a bunch of times. Like a bunch of times. But why wouldn't I take advantage? Why would I work the guy's arm? If he has right. a band? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the gimmick. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, well, I'm a fucking fool <clears throat> if I don't work it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let me let me work. You know, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, but I guess he I guess he didn't think I was safe enough, or I, I'm guessing I don't know. Maybe he maybe he just felt maybe it was still too new, like the injury that he didn't want to cause any damage. But I'm like, I am not going to hurt you. I've never hurt mm-hmm. anybody in the business that I, except for Hot Body, I think. But yeah. um, yeah, he never, he never really, and he, he went on record as saying it a, a few times in like shoot interviews. If my name was brought up, like that, he just didn't like working with me and blah blah blah. And that's fine. We, we, for, first of all, we didn't have chemistry to begin with, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it was any fucking. It wasn't killing me, like yeah, whatever. Because I'd rather not work with you if you don't work with me. I'd rather work with somebody that can I can work with. Right. Not somebody that wants to that wants me to do, you know, their match. I'd rather do our match. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. I never said. I never told anybody. Or oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then another guy goes, "Well, what can I do with my stuff?" And then, all right, well, whatever. We'll get it in. You know, I never did that. Like, what do you want to do? Give me your give me your best three or four moves. You know. Well, and not not being a worker myself, I would think that that would be the best way to have a good match. You know, I mean, you you're essentially wrestling is the 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 only sport where the two guys that are against each other are actually a team. If that right. makes sense, and yeah, and you would think that somebody would want to, like you said, what do you do? What are your best four moves? Let's have the best match we can. So being uncooperative to me seems counterproductive. It's funny that that how I just explained that was the same thing that I overheard Eddie Guerrero talking to that Maryland kid that he worked, that he Mm -hmm. said was terrible. Mm -hmm. Because he literally was like, I mean, I heard this before, Eddie, but I never applied it. That was like, hey, tell me your best four moves. And then we'll incorporate that in the match. And... If I know your best four moves, I can call them for you when the right. time is right kind of thing. But that's when I was like, that's smart. I heard it before, but I never I never used it because I always have been like, all right, well, either if we don't call it in the ring, just, you know. But I, I, I was not a big fan of having to go over the match, you know. Right. In the locker room a bazillion times because I wasn't going to remember it. And then, what if you got heat? What if you didn't get heat? You know. Mm-hmm. So you, how do you change? How do you change it? Right. I, I I did it. I did it a lot of times. And I worked for this company in West Virginia, Atlantic Terror Championship Wrestling. I don't know. It was. It was an outlaw bunch of company, but they ran every pretty much every week in like Martinsburg, West Virginia. And I would go there, and them guys loved working with me, the guys that owned the company, because it was always easy. 
because it wasn't like you know I wasn't they knew I wasn't going to hurt them, and and there was no chance they were going to hurt me. Right. So if they were calling something like Philly, whatever, I go, that's not happening. You know, you, you better come up with something better than that. Like I, I wasn't taking a hoopy driver from, from some guy who was the seventh match. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but that, that's not happening. And I'm like, well, how about this? How about I just punch you? <laughs> Aaron? Oh, no, Aaron, you gave me the last number, didn't you? Chad, give me another number. We'll do two more, and then we'll sign off. I hope my battery lasts. How about um, 127? 127 is... Val Venus. Val Venus. Shane Morley or Val Venus? Val Venus. Oh. At this point, he is, let's see, founded the <laughs> founded with the good father and Bull Buchanan in Right to Censor and Stephen Richards. Um, that's pretty much all they say about him at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, a, he was doing the Right to Censor thing at this point. If there's ever a gimmick that hurt a guy, I think it's that one. Yeah, I agree. I totally think that they killed him because he had that that porn star gimmick. Like, what else were you going to do with it? And then, like, after you do it, what else can you do with it? You know what I mean? And the dude was fucking uber talented, I think. And I think so. I agree. I I don't, and I don't know what happened. Um, I, I followed him, um, in, uh, Ozark Mountain. Like when I when he was working for Bert as Sean Morley, yeah, and literally Cat and Jack was there too. And as soon as they left, is when I came in. So that that was how Bert was gaining steam for Ozark Mountain, like because he already had Cactus Jack, blah blah blah. And then after I saw him, I kind of was like, "This guy's pretty talented." And then I went back home. And then I started taking some dates on in New Jersey and all. And Al Snow took a liking to him. And Al Snow started pitching to everybody like um, like a house show match. How about you to book me against Sean Morley at every show? And we were we were on a boardwalk in Atlantic City. And I watched him. I'm like, that guy's good. That guy's really good. But yeah, and, he, he was kind of like the the Val Venus character was okay. It was it you know it was fine and all, but it didn't showcase how good he could work. Yeah, and it's like I say this to Nate every once in a while, like when when like say somebody that doesn't know anything about wrestling, you ask him, "Hey, draw me a wrestler." You know, they're gonna draw you somebody like like looks like Sid Vicious or looks like Lex Luger. Sean Morley's almost in that category too. Like that dude was built and he looked good. He could work. I don't really saw him have a bad match. Mm-hmm. But that fucking gimmick they gave him, it's just it yeah, just, that's what it's just saddled him right out the bat. It's like that's what, that's they didn't do any favors. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I know I walked away for a second right when you made your point, but that's what I was gonna say. It's unfortunately for him, because of the attitude era, 
in that respect, his career, he's kind of a fly in the Vaseline because he got stuck, you know, in that, in the, by being put, by being saddled with that gimmick, he couldn't come above it, I guess. Yeah, like a porn star is never going to be the WWF champion. You know what I mean? Right. And once you're a, once your gimmick is that you're a fucking porn star, what else are you going to do after that? It's like, mm-hmm. that was one of the, I don't want to say worse gimmicks because I mean, it got kind of over because people reacted to it and shit, but it was, it was, a, I didn't like it. It was a, it was one of the examples of Vince Rousseau being just like short sighted, short sighted. Like, okay, you have this fucking guy, but you're just going to give him this, this fucking one dimensional gimmick that isn't going to go any further than the middle of the card. Mm-hmm. Sean Morley yeah, should have been. He, I'm not saying he should have been WWF champion or anything, but he should have been a bigger star than what he was. Yeah, and the right to censor gimmick didn't help him out any either. No, <laughs> it just kind of, it just kind of like, it kind of solidified him as the middle of the pack. Aaron, give me another number. Uh, or is this the last one? We're gonna do one more from you and one more from Chad. All right. Um, if my phone lasts, <laughs> one eighty-five. One eighty-five. Brian Adams. Oh, I love fucking summer of '69. Was that him? <laughs> <laughs> Was it the? Yeah, was it the boys in summer or summer of '69? I think I think this is the year he got his first real six string. Um, oh, was it? He got <laughs> five and dime. Five and dime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys did that in stereo. That was fantastic. <laughs> so Brian Adams would be what? Who later became? Um, he, he later uh, after this he became dead, but um, <laughs> before this he was crushed. Well. Fuck, he did. He That's a little did. harsh. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what his bio says in 2001. He and Brian Clark lost their second WCW World Tag Team title to the Great Muda and Vampiro in August 2000. After that, Chronic was chronically absent from tag title matches. He and Clark used the high times, a double choke slam. Uh, best known for his WrestleMania 10 false count anywhere match against Randy Savage at Madison Square Garden. Oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I'm sure I put, I put him on his map on the map of wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I actually liked his pro, his program at Yokozuna. I I did, and you know what? I actually liked his program with Evil Doink, honestly. And that's not even a joke. Like I, I actually liked that rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember too much about that, but yeah, I mean. He he had his moments. He was the really awful in Portland. Yeah, the the actually the build up to the match WrestleMania ten with Savage wasn't bad. That was actually good. The match mm-hmm. was just terrible. Well, he couldn't do anything, and then you put him in a guy. You put him in the room with a guy that can't do anything either. You know what are you going to get? Well, it was one of those stupid false count anywhere where you pin the guy and then he has a ten count to get back to the ring, and yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was doomed from the beginning. Let's do this. 
Unless we got else, anything else on Brian Adams. Um, nope. before, before Chad picks his number, Nate, you pick a number. You haven't picked a number. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick four, eighteen. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> four eighteen. What's his name? Four eighteen is a gentleman. <laughs> I don't know if he's a gentleman or not because I never heard of him. But his name is Poison. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I this name box office. That's not. That's not. That's not Wolfie, is it? Bell Biv DeVoe. Now you know. Um, no, based in England's Brawl, B-R-A-W-L, an affiliate of huh, the Allied Independent Wrestling Federation. Oh, him and fucking, him and Abe Bogota. And they got to fucking defend the belts against uh, Swimmy Bellbottoms. And, um, <laughs> and Jake Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, Get out of here. He dominated his feud with Stephen Niles. Good for him. Feuded with wrestlers on both continents, including Body Count, Mr. Nothing, and the Coal Miners. Well, Mr. Nothing, that's got to be a fucking high-dollar program. <laughs> I mean, you talk about, like, the name game, where you put it on the, on the, on the marquee, whether it's, uh, you know, The Rock versus Mr. Nobody. <laughs> that, that's almost guaranteed to not sell tickets. The only, the only, the only feud you can have better than with Mister Nothing is with Mister Everything, I guess. So yeah, I didn't have a good pick there. Mister Everything, do another one. Do another one. All right, one more, and then we'll have Chad, and then we'll sign off, so Chad's phone doesn't die. All right, I'll pick three twenty-two. Let me flip to it. 322. <clears throat> I've heard this name before. And I bet Chad knows this guy because he competes primary he competes primarily in Maryland Championship Wrestling. It's Keenan Creed. Oh, a Maryland guy. Yeah. Wow, that's great. He's one of my favorite opponents. I, I I used to love working him, uh, except for the fact that he was one of them guys that um he had to go over every single spot. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was a big dance routine to him. And I, I remember one time where we were doing the show, and we had the insane clown posse. Like they didn't they weren't booked on the show; they were in town, and they. Uh, me and Keenan were going over our match in the hallway and their entourage came walking past and we're like clean, like clearing the hallway. Like there was a ton of people in the hallway. Mm-hmm. It was me and Keenan and we didn't give a shit. And um, they, they came walking in and we were just like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> And they were like, it's the insane clown posse. And we're like, again, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's that, what that's I, that's, that, that, 
the ICP. That's, the, that's ICP the joke. That's the joke I was. That's the joke I was going to make when Chad said the ICP weren't booked on the show. They just were in. They were in town. I was like, isn't that how they got? <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that how they got on most wrestling shows? Yeah, yeah they they, 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 they paid themselves. <laughs> they, they they literally didn't ask. They, they never got paid. All they wanted to be was on the show. And we, we were just, me and Keenan were like going through our match, going through our match. And they come walking down the hallway, shooing us to the side. And um, as a matter of fact, I usually, it comes up as a memory of mine on Facebook. Uh, a me and Keenan match that somebody had posted on YouTube. And I generally, I usually share it because I think it's what, it's when I, it's when I became more of a comedy wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all the silly stuff, you know, all the silly bumps, all that kind of stuff. And um, and I always had good chemistry with Tina. And it's just the fact that I didn't like the fact that he um, had to call everything ahead of time. Is there? Do you think there's a reason he didn't? Um, he didn't make it big because. This thing even says he was included in the annual Indy 30 listings of the top 30 prospects in the, on the independent circuit. Do you think there's was there something that held him back from from breaking out? Yeah, I think it was um if I if I had to guess and pinpoint it, I would say it was probably something job related. Okay. Because he may have had a job with the government or some sort or something like that. Mhm. And literally, you know, he was getting too big to, you know, high profile, so to speak. And he, he had to take time off. So when he took time off, it, it hindered him in a sense. Because, I, I mean, I believe he won one of our Shane Shamrock Cups in Maryland. Like, like um, we have a tournament every year for the, uh, the best of the junior heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And because our, the guy that died, Shane Shamrock, was the guy that was named after and we had a, a tournament after him, and I believe Keenan won one of them because I think there's a picture of all of us that was in the tournament. Well, yeah, this one, this his bio on this 500 from 2001 actually says, recently competed in the Shamrock Cup tournament where he was pinned by Joey Matthews, the eventual winner in the six-man elimination final. So there you go. Well, that makes sense because it probably meant that he came back and won either the next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad my second pick resulted in a conversation because the first pick was garbage. Chad, no, I'm going to give you the... He just can't work. Not, not that he <laughs> can't work. I just don't think that he can work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a reason. Chad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the last no, pick no, of the no, show. No. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. You still there? Uh, I was going to say, um, uh, talking about ICP, I love when Mike Awesome just drops Shaggy Two Dope off that bus and, <laughs> and then he slides off of it. Yeah, he just drops that fucking dupe on his fucking head. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> he gave no shits about Shaggy Two Dope. He was just like, "Boof, whatever happens, happens." And then in your head, you just hear yeah. as he slides down the side of that bus. Yeah. Fucking fantastic! <laughs> yeah. Hey, ICP. The ICP were terrible. <laughs> I mean, they were they were beyond terrible. They were like worse than Bruiser Bedlam wrestling. Terrible. Where Nate and like, I grew up, we were like a stone's throw away from fucking Detroit. So 
everybody's talking how great their music was and everything. It's like, no, these guys fucking suck. I, my first job was at a Trash. music. My first job was at a music store in Toledo, Ohio, and they came in at some point to do an autograph signing at the store. And they were assholes, and their music was garbage, and they were garbage people to deal with. So yeah. they look that. like they smell like piss. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't very hygienic, <laughs> especially with like they were all idiots. And, and, and they, they legitimately had a big, gigantic tour bus because we all went back on a tour bus and we all like got high and shit like that. But mm-hmm. other than that, they were awful. And watching fucking shaggy boom booms do the fucking leg drop off the top rope, whatever his leg drop was, it was it was it was despicable. I love that. It's despicable. That's the perfect adjective. Yeah, because, you know, nobody's ever going to recreate the Bobby Eaton leg drop. Like, I've tried it, and I could almost do it, but I couldn't do it nowhere near as good as Bobby. Mm -hmm. And he, he he did the deal where he would just jump up straight leg and land on you, and it was just, it looked fucking... It looked ridiculous and pitiful, and when you almost Shaggy, wonder why you show it. When Shaggy Two Dope did it, it was the burger eating <laughs> leg drop. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the boom boom eating. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll give Chad the last the last pick, and then we'll sign off here. One right, more let's, number, Mister. Let's Austin. go with the uh, the Almighty Three. Did we do three sixteen? All right, three sixteen. Let's see if we round out with anybody that any of us have any clue who the fuck it is. Three sixteen. Anybody know Scott Bishop? No. Who? <laughs> Scott Bishop. Oh, oh boy. Oh good. Lord. At this point, at this point, the fact that none of us know who he is 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 crazy because he's been in the uh, ring for twenty years. Sure he was. <laughs> just because he's been in the ring, just because he's worked for 20 years, doesn't mean he's worked for 20 years. Yeah. He's only had 10 fucking matches. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at how good QT Marshall is. And he's been in the business 20 years. Touche. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying QT Marshall can't work, but he's also a trainer. And, you know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. So what you were in NXT like eight years ago or something, and they got rid of you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, and it's funny to me that how how biased the uh, after magazines are when it comes to these people because it's all like East Coast people, and that's the shows that Bill went to. Mm-hmm. So if you sidled up to Bill, you know, and you became friends with Bill, there's a good chance you're going to be in the in the 500 somewhere. I didn't. I treated Bill like a like I respected Bill because I like talking old school wrestling with him. And I never thought for one second that put me in the 500. 
because I never made it. And, you know, and the one year where Donnie Allen was like 500 kind of thing, I was like, well, I'm kind of a little bit offended because I was still kind of getting the push then. Or maybe, what was it, 94, 95, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm kind of a little offended because because it, 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 it seems sexy, you know. Right. To put Donnie Allen in. You know, because he was like, everybody knew he got beat up every single week. But Stephen Bishop, whatever his name is, the fucking king, the queens, the fucking pawns. I don't know that. I don't know that fucking guy from Shaggy Boom Bottoms, whatever his name is. (laughs) I love how the name has evolved as the show is going on. (laughs) Who was number one? Who the fuck knows this? Who the fuck's ever gonna know this guy's name? I, I, I just love the fact that Aaron said that he's gonna be a tag team with Mister Ooh La La. <laughs> Dude, that, I, I'm gonna have nightmares about that. <laughs> that uh, Aaron said, "Who was number one? Number one in 2001, Kurt Angle." Well, I mean, how can you argue? And number two was Steve Austin, and that makes sense because those two had the best matches of 2001. So there you go. And that, <laughs> the best that, chemistry of 2001. And that's when he came back, right? Austin? Um, No, no. He Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he had come back in um, late 2000. Was that when he was heel, Steve? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Kurt and Steve had the best chemistry yeah. in 2001, too. I think they're little like both of them were fucking hurt and they were still fucking <laughs> the most entertaining thing on the show, thing on the show. <laughs> with the little cowboy hat. And, but yeah. and, the, and, the, and the thing that's, that's, that's great about that is that that feud and, and Chad, you can tell me if I'm wrong or, or if you just, or if you agree or what have you, but the, the, the rivalry between angle and Austin is how you properly use comedy in wrestling, because there was there was comedic aspects to it, but when it came down to the actual or fight, the actual you know we're going to get in the ring and have a match, the physicality comes into play. Like they never lost themselves, they never lost themselves their characters into the comedy. If that makes sense. I mean, well, let's be honest. Who who was a greater a greater fit for pro wrestling when they broke in than Kurt Angle. No, who took to it, who <laughs> took to it like Kurt Angle did? I don't know. I mean, you can arguably say Ronda, but Ronda was nowhere near as smooth as Kurt Angle was. Or Brock. Like, well, Brock also had the he had the benefit of dealing with Cornette. True, true. So he had that he had that in his back pocket as far as, um, you know. Like like learning the business, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Kurt. There was nobody better than Kurt. I mean, no nobody took to that to that job better than Kurt did. All right, guys. Let's put a let's put a bow on this shit. <laughs> um, want to thank everybody for joining us and thank Chad for joining us here. Thank thank you all for drinking with us and hanging out with us. My new Michelin life 
My new mission now is to track down the actual Skeleton Boom Boom. <laughs> and to track down the actual. It's <laughs> my new mission. I want to track him down and I want to interview him. Silky Boom Boom? Yes. I'll get on it. <laughs> I want to track down Silky Boom Boom and I want to interview him. And ask him about all the aspects of his career. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Chad. I don't either. That's okay. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Chad Austin, thank you for joining us. We'll try to connect with him when we sign off for this edition of the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Um, it became more than I thought it was going to be because we had no idea what we were going to do going into it. But sometimes that's the best shows. So, Aaron, thank you for joining me. Chad Austin, thank you for joining me. And we'll see you next time, everybody, on the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. The We Can't Wrestle Podcast is a production of Maxin' Out Media, all rights reserved.